Welcome to Word Encounter with Dr. Abiodun Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. It's my prayer that as you listen to this week's message, the Lord will bless you abundantly. Let's join Dr. Charles Abiodun for today's message. Good day, everybody. I'm Dr. Charles Abiodun welcoming you to this week's podcast. Oh, I want to appreciate you for being part of this week's episode. The Lord will really bless you in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and bless your name for another wonderful week you have brought us into. Oh Lord, thank you for your favor. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for every good thing you do in our lives, oh Lord. Thank you for the benefits that you keep loading us with each day. We appreciate you, Lord. We bless and honor you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word that is going to come unto us, oh Lord, this week powerfully and it's going to minister life unto every one of us, oh Lord. Father, I pray for every one of my listeners, O Lord, that they will receive that which you want them to receive this day, O Lord God. That their heart, O Lord, will be sensitive to your word. And Lord, that which you want them to have, they will have it. And your name shall be glorified and everyone shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I welcome you to this week's podcast and I'm glad... You're here today. Our topic this week is useful in the hands of God. Useful in the hands of God. Our text is taken from Luke chapter 5, beginning from verse 1 to verse 11. Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to verse 11. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and lay down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Hallelujah. The Lord bless the reign of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, our topic is useful in the hands of God. Useful in the hands of God. What is it to be useful? Useful means having a practical or beneficial use. And when we talk of in the hands of God, we're talking of in the service of God. God expects every one of his children to be useful to him, to be useful in his service. He has saved us for service and not just for heaven. We are saved to serve. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, if we read the authorized version, it said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are, and were created. So we're created for the pleasure of God, for his will, for his purpose. And so we must fulfill that purpose. 
We're created to serve the Lord. We're created to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 and 37 say, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus was asked there, and he responded. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Our love to him should compel us to serve him and do his bidding at all times. We are to be like Joshua who declared his commitment and that of his household to the service of the Lord. That's in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. He challenged the children of Israel. He said, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus instructed his disciples, and by extension, every one of us, his children, to occupy till he returns. In Luke chapter 19, verse 13, if you read the authorized version, it says, And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Occupying till Jesus returns implies being engaged in his service, in his business. That's the way that scripture, or that verse is rendered in the New King James Version. Say occupy, I mean, say do business till I come. Hallelujah. He has preserved us on earth in order for us to be engaged in the promotion and expansion of his kingdom here on earth. If you remember the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus taught his disciples Lord in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and verse 10, in this manner, he taught them how to pray. Say in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the purpose why we are here, to establish that kingdom here, to establish that kingdom of God, that will of God right here on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God expects us to be diligent and not slothful in the business that he has committed into our hands. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. He expects us to excel at doing his business, at being engaged in his service. Remember the parable of the talents that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 25? You can read it from verse 13 to verse 30. I will just pick some portion of it there so that we just have a, a clarity of what is there. If you read from verse 19, it says, And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. This was his, a master who went on a journey, but before he went for the journey, on the journey, he gave three of his servants talents. One five, another two, the third one, one. And now he returned I mean, to settle accounts with them. So he who had received five talents, that verse 20, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, he also who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I will have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him 
and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That won't be your portion, beloved, in the name of Jesus. The parable of the talents is about being faithful in the king's service. Faithfulness is rewarded and slothfulness or unfaithfulness is punished. It is not about how talented you are in the kingdom of God, but how profitable you are with whatever you have received of the master. You shall not be an unprofitable servant in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, quickly, let's look at men who were useful to God in the Bible. And we can learn some few things from them. The first person we look at is Noah. He was the only righteous man in his days that God found faithful and and ultimately used to build the ark to preserve his family and the animals with him in the ark and to start a new life on the surface of the earth. We read that, we can look at that in Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. It says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. So that's a lesson to learn there. He was righteous in the midst of perversion, in the midst of, you know, depravation, in the, uh, depravity, in the midst of, you know, all sorts of immorality. He remained righteous. And that's a lesson for us. The second person is Abraham. This was another righteous man in his generation whom God found faithful and entered into a covenant of blessing with. He used him to ultimately bless the nations of the world. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 4. So now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Hallelujah. So we see another man there, Abraham. He was righteous with God, walked right with God, and he was a man of faith who exercised faith in God, and God blessed him. That's a lesson for us to learn too. Jacob was another man that God used, and he was a product of God's covenant with Abraham to form the nation of Israel through the patriarchs, a nation through which God blessed the nations of the world as he covenanted with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, we read there, and he said, that's God, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. That was when he struggled, he had a battle with an angel, and the angel finally pronounced on him that his name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for he has struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And he became the father of the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. Another man we can learn from is Moses. Moses, Moses, the lawgiver, that beautiful, humble man. God used him to lead his people from slavery and captivity into freedom and into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Exodus chapter 13, verse 18. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Moses was the one who led them out there. And it was a meek, the Bible calls, I mean, pronounce him as the meekest man on the surface of the earth. Hallelujah. We need to learn from him too. Joshua, another man we can learn from, used of God also. He was Moses' faithful servant who was very diligent and was rewarded with taking over from Moses by God. 
His was a case of enjoying the reward of faithfulness and diligence in service. He served Moses diligently. He served Moses faithfully. And God rewarded him as the leader who took over from Moses. In Joshua chapter 1, if you read from verse 1 to verse 3, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet we tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David, that's the sixth person we want to look at. Oh, God used mightily. God used him to defend his nation and people, Israel. He fought the battles of the Lord. God found him so faithful that he had the privilege of being the progenitor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Psalm 89, verse 20, if you read 20 to 29, God spoke beautifully of his covenant, of his love for David. Psalm 89, let's read it, 20 to 29. Say, I have found my servant David. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established. Also, my arm shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague those who hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name his son shall be exalted. Also I will set his hand over the sea, and his right hand over the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My mercy I will keep for him forever, and my covenant shall stand firm with him. His seed also I will make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. Hallelujah. Ha. Hallelujah. David really had it from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blessings. Beloved, he was greatly used of God. And we can learn from David. He was a man who passionately loved God. Hallelujah. Singing his praise, worshiping him. Bless. Let's learn from him, and the Lord will use us. Ah, number seven is Paul. Paul, Paul. We all agree that Paul, I mean, was greatly used of God. God made him, who was a persecutor of the gospel, to become a preacher of the gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 and 10, Paul said there, Say, for I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I. By the grace of God, which was with me. Hallelujah. He was mightily used of God. He wrote almost two thirds of the New Testament. Hallelujah. He was a man used of God. And we can learn of him. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So he was an imitator of Christ. We need to imitate Christ if we want Jesus to use us. Hallelujah. And finally, our Lord Jesus Christ, a perfect example of God used and whom we can emulate, whom we can copy. Is our perfect example. Our Lord Jesus and Savior of mankind. He gave his life for all. That's for you and me. In Romans chapter 3, let me just read from verse 21. It says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith 
in Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus did that for us. Yes, as long as you have faith in Jesus, the Bible says you become, I mean, God justifies you because of your faith in Jesus. That's what he did for us. And it's a perfect example. Finally, let's look at the qualities that make people to be useful to God. And we can just pick on Peter from our text. That's in Luke chapter 5. Let's look at some of the things we can see in the life of Peter. And that should be evident in the life of anyone that wants God to use it. Number one, selfless. Peter was selfless. Peter volunteered his boat to Jesus. That's him. If you read our text, Luke 5, from 1 to 3. So it was as a multitude prayed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. You could see there. Peter volunteered his boat for the use of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must be willing to volunteer whatever is in our possession for the use of our God. We must be selfless in our service to the Lord. We must be generous. We must be giving to, you know, generous giving. Number two, faith. Peter demonstrated faith. He obeyed the Lord and cast his net into the sea for a miraculous catch, even when he doubted if that would be possible, if that would happen. That's faith. He had absolute faith in Jesus. He had trust in Jesus. If you must be used of Jesus, of God, you must have faith in God. You must have faith in Jesus. Luke chapter 5, our text, verses 5 and 6. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toyed all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. At your word. I will lay down the net. That's faith. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. You know, faith in God. Number three is love. He called his other fishermen, that's Peter. He called his other fishermen colleagues to join him, and they all benefited from the miraculous catch and Jesus' ultimate invitation to them into the ministry. Yes, verse 7, Luke 5, 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sing. So the catch they had that day was not just for Peter alone, it was not just for Simon alone, it was for every one of them, every one of them, including his partners, James and John. They all came together, he called them, that's love. He showed love to them, they all shared together. Love is sharing, so we must learn to do that if we want God to, I mean, use us. And then number four, he has spiritual insight. Yes, spiritual insight. He depended on God, he has spiritual insight. He realized his sinful nature. And utter dependence on God. In verses 8 and 9, Luke 5, verse 8, verse 9, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And finally, number five, commitment. He was committed to Jesus' call into the ministry. Peter and his colleagues left all and followed Jesus to become his disciples. In verses 9 to 11, Luke 5, it says, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Hallelujah. 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 They forsook all and followed Jesus. Beloved, when you realize that you are created to be of service to God, you easily flow in love to the Lord and serve Him faithfully. Remember, you need the qualities that we mentioned above to be effective in God's service, to be useful in His hands, and to receive the word for faithfulness. You need to be selfless. You need to have faith in God. 
You need to have spiritual insight. You need to show love to God and to your fellow men. And you need to be committed to the Lord. Perhaps you are out there and you are wondering if you can be used of God. I want you to know that you can. But the first step you need to take is to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. And that's why I'm going to give you the invitation right now to turn over your life to Jesus. He will make you useful vessel in his hand. You will become a vessel of honor and not a vessel of unto dishonor in the name of Jesus. If you want to take that step right now, from a genuine heart of repentance, just say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today to confess and repent of my sin. Forgive me, cleanse me, and make me your own. Fill me with your spirit and help me to begin to live for you. I severe my allegiance to the devil, and I choose to live for you from today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your name, O Lord God, for my brethren, O Lord, for your children, who have taken this bold decision to come unto you. Lord Jesus, they have acknowledged you as their Lord and as their Savior. I ask, O Lord God, that according to your word, that you say you will not reject anyone who comes to you, that you will not reject them. You will accept them as your beloved ones in the name of Jesus. I ask, O Lord God, the grace to walk right with you, to walk well with you, and to finish well with you. Lord, give unto them in the name of Jesus. They have affirmed it, O Lord God, that they have broken all allegiance to the devil. I pray that the devil will no longer have any grip or influence upon them anymore. In the name of Jesus, the grace to Lord God to walk without looking back. I receive for every one of them in the name of Jesus. That having put their hands to the plow, they will never look back. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You will sustain them to the end. And at the end, Lord, the crown of glory, <laughs> the reward you have for the faithful ones, will not elude them. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, I want to congratulate you for taking the bold decision to come to Jesus, to making him your personal Lord and Savior today. I want you to know that it's the greatest decision any man can make. And I want you to know that the greatest miracle that can happen in the heart of any man has happened right now in your heart. Because the Bible says you are no longer the old person you used to be. Say, old things have passed away and you have become a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I congratulate you. And I bless the name of the Lord for this turnaround, for this new birth. And I want to please encourage you to join a Bible-believing church around you, Lord. Oh, begin to fellowship with them. Begin to worship with them. Begin to you know, study the Word of God with them so I will begin to understand the things of the Spirit of God. And as you do that, the Lord will keep blessing you. The Lord will begin to make you a useful vessel in His hand. A vessel of honor in His hand. An instrument of righteousness in His hand. And he will continue to bless you in the name of Jesus. And perhaps you have any question, any inquiry, please feel free to reach me on the phone number that will be dictated at the end of this podcast. Or you can reach me through the email address that will also be dictated. And I will be glad to answer your questions. The Lord bless you. Before we bring the podcast to a close, let's say some few prayers. And our first prayer point here says, My Father and my God, grant me the grace to be faithful and diligent in my work with you. Help me to be selfless in serving you and to always put my faith and confidence in you. My Father and my God, grant me the grace to be faithful and diligent in my work with you. 
Help me to be selfless and in serving you and to always put my faith and confidence in you. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray, Lord, that you grant me the grace to be faithful and diligent in my work with you. Help me, O Lord God, to be selfless in serving you and to always put my faith and confidence in you. In the name of Jesus, grant me the grace, O Lord God, to be faithful and diligent in my work with you. Help me to be selfless in serving you and to always put my faith and confidence in you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. A second prayer point says, My Father and my God, strengthen me day by day to keep loving you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Help me that I will not grow cold in my love towards you and in doing your bidding. My Father and my God, strengthen me day by day to keep loving you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Help me that I will not grow cold in my love towards you and in doing your bidding. Prayer. My Father, my God, I pray, O Lord God, that you strengthen me day by day to keep loving you with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, and strength, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, help me that I will not grow cold in my love towards you and in doing your bidding. In the name of Jesus, help me, Father. Strengthen me day by day to keep loving you with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. And that I will continue, O Lord God, to grow in love with you, not growing cold in love unto you. Ah, and keep doing your bidding, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. And finally, we're going to pray to my Father and my God. Let me not lack spiritual insight and wisdom in my daily work with you. Give to me the heart that is truly committed to you, always walking in your will. My Father and my God, let me not lack spiritual insight and wisdom in my daily work with you. Give to me the heart that is truly committed to you, always walking in your will. Prayer, my Father and my God, let me not lack spiritual insight and wisdom in my daily work with you. Give to me the heart that is truly committed to you, always walking in your will. In the name of Jesus, let me not lack spiritual insight and wisdom in my daily work with you, Lord. Give to me the heart that is truly committed to you, always walking in your will. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you and bless you once again for this week's podcast. We appreciate you for your word that has gone out unto every one of us. Thank you, Father, because your word gives light, illuminates our pathway, that we keep walking right with you, that we do not stumble, we do not fall, we do not fail. Lord, as your word has come forth unto us today, Lord, that word will illuminate our pathway. And throughout this week and beyond, we'll keep walking right with you, Lord God, walking diligently with you, walking faithfully with you, and it shall be well with us. In the name of you, I pray for my listeners, oh Lord God, the grace for them to become useful vessels in your hands, vessels of honor in your household. I receive for everyone, in the name of Jesus, that Lord, they will continue to walk with you faithfully and diligently. Nothing will derail them. No power, oh Lord God, will harass them. Oh, they will keep trampling upon serpents, upon scorpions, and upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing will in any way harm them. In the name of Jesus, beloved, I pray for you that this week it shall be well with you. In all your undertakings, you will see the glory of God. You will see the favor of God. You will see the goodness of God. You will see the blessings of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh, no evil will befall you, any member of your house. I declare wherever you are, the place of your habitation, the place of your work, your work environment, anywhere you are, I declare Declare the land of Goshen, and then I say no evil is permitted. In the name of Jesus, it is well with you, and it shall continue to remain well with you. In the name of Jesus. When we shall meet again next week, shall be for joy, or oh, shall be for celebration, shall be for the purpose of testifying of the goodness of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless and we honor your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, I want to appreciate you once again. God bless you. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. And until then, I say remain blessed and keep loving 
Jesus. Believe you've been blessed by today's message. For inquiries and further spiritual help, you can reach Dr. Charles Abiodu on plus 234-809-623-7300. Plus 234-809-623-7300. Or you can send an email to wordexplorersministry at gmail.com. Till we come your way again next week, remain blessed and rapturable.